Hello and welcome to our brand new podcast, Rayleigh. This is a science podcast and we're breaking new ground because this podcast shines light on the benefits of blue skies research and we answer important questions like... What's the point? What's the point of curiosity-driven research and what practical benefit does it have for me and you? But before we delve into this big question, you may like to know who we are and we want you to know who we are. So, inanimate voice across from me, who are you? Hi everyone, my name is Jake and I study astrophysics. So, I study planets, stars, the galaxies, the whole universe. Uh, I love studying the evolution uh, from the birth of the universe right till its demise. And I love looking up into the night sky. What about you? Voice in front of me. Who are you? What do you do? So I'm Tyrone. I'm a biotechnologist. I look at things like tissue engineering, check out the natural and the living systems in the world around us, and how can we use those to make our lives better. One of my pet interests is the commercial use of bioengineered spider silk. So what's the point of that? So you can use spiderweb silk because it's lighter and it's stronger than steel. You can use it to coat uh, implants into the body because the body doesn't react to it. You can also use it to create new tendons and ligaments if you've uh, destroyed those tissues or had an accident with those tissues. Myself and Peter Parker in front of me are scientists and science communicators. And we have to show people how cool science is. But what exactly is science? So science is a way of knowing. It's a method for acquiring knowledge about the world. The way we acquire new knowledge about the world is to do experiments and test the stuff around us and to figure things out. But these experiments, they take time. They can take days, weeks, months, years, even decades. And for some experiments, it takes years before they give us any real valuable information. And sometimes you'll get to the end of a long project and it won't look like you've done anything of tangible benefit at all. In addition to time, research projects use resources and you know knowledgeable, smart people to do them. So mm. it takes not only the resources, manpower, the labor, but it also takes money. That's right. And where does that money come from? It depends. Uh, if you're a private and commercial company that sells products or services, they normally uh, pay for their own research. For other organizations and for public institutes like universities, they have research teams with allocated funds. And governments usually provide these funds for research as well. And back in 2013, uh, a study was done and concluded that the government almost gave out $9 billion in terms of research funding for Australian research institutes. So that government money is taxpayer money, isn't it? Yeah, so some of it's government revenue and some of it's tax. Some people might look at these big experiments and projects and they're using taxpayer money. These people might ask, why do we bother paying for this stuff? Why don't we use that money for this or for that? Exactly right. Like my dream of a big giant bull pit in the middle of Canberra. But enough about that. You know, if you just have a small look, a quick glance, you're probably wondering, why bother? Why bother using taxpayer money if nothing is going to come from it? It seems pretty logical. So this research we're talking about, this is pure research or fundamental research, and it becomes the stepping stones for other researchers. We get a gradual buildup of knowledge and technical skill over many, many years, and this contributes to what's called scientific capital. Now, these timescales can be decades and even longer. However, this research, this pure research, is uh, is conducted in various sectors, private sectors, public sectors, and in universities. And in that same study I was talking about just before, uh, they found out that half the research 
conducted in universities in Australia is basic research. This is not just a podcast out of the blue. We want to show with the Rayleigh podcast the real world benefit of this research. So many things in the commercial space are conducted with the bottom line in mind. How much money can we make off this product or a piece of technology? You know, short term goal orientated with pressure being applied for researchers to demonstrate the future application of their work. But Blue Sky Research, Blue Sky Research or Blue Skies Research is or has been previously known as pure science. This research is exploratory, it's innovative, it's fundamental and it's curiosity driven. So not thinking about the bottom line. Basic pure research is for knowing. To improve understanding and increase the ability to predict how the world works around us. This research often challenges accepted thinking and creates new fields of study. A bit like a la- the laser. The laser was made about 50, 60 years ago. And there's a whole new world and whole new field of physics now built entirely around lasers. Yeah. So we acquire knowledge, but without a particular application in mind. Jake, you talk about the particular application in mind, and that's the difference between basic or pure research and what's known as applied research. Applied research is using knowledge to create products that benefit us. It's using science to solve specific problems. So, for example, in the medical industry, it's all about curing diseases and developing technologies that make our lives easier. And applied research operates very much in the opinion that we are going to get something out of this that we can sell. But that's not the case with pure research. But without pure research, how do you get to the applied research this is Rayleigh Podcast, shining light on the benefits of Blue Sky Research. You can find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash Rayleigh Podcast. People are curious and scientists are people. Blue Sky Research is curiosity driven. There's something interesting to find out, but it doesn't necessarily have a problem. It's not necessarily a problem to solve. So not applied science or the commercialization of discoveries, but fundamental research into the natural world based on curiosity and interest rather than making money or developing a product. Yeah, but the thing with curiosity though, Jake, is it's not simply saying knowledge for the sake of knowledge. Because some knowledge isn't important and would therefore be a waste of time and other resources. So for example, an example of knowledge for the sake of knowledge that isn't important is I could spend the rest of my life counting. Your whole entire life. My whole entire life. So one, two, three, four. That's right. Just counting up in ones just to see what number I get up to. Now that knowledge would do nothing practical for myself or for anyone else in the world. So when we speak of blue sky research, which is curiosity driven, it's not just pointless and aimless. It's the fact that as scientists, we're trying to answer the larger questions about life, the universe and anything. And there are other real everyday practical benefits that come from this blue sky research, but it's often clouded and forgotten. So you're telling me right now, I've just counted up to 100 and then no point to it whatsoever. That's right. Sometimes research does not have much to show in the end. Rather, uh, I checked out this box. There was no cat in there. It wasn't even dead. 
not even alive. That's just no cat in there to begin with. It's just an empty box. But it's not about going in the best direction, but instead going in any and every direction that offers potential for new results, new findings, new territory. Yeah. The uncharted final frontier. So academic and blue sky research, it's a, rigor a rigorous process, uh, but the ideals are not necessarily based in practicality, but more so in simply expanding our collective body of knowledge or our scientific capital. So as for why the government pays for it, well, most of these things are just too long-term to be commercially viable. If the government doesn't do it, then it's unlikely that Realistically, anybody would. And so profit-driven entities simply can't make allowances for the timescales to do comprehensive research. And even nowadays, the government have three-year funding allocations in, I mean, three years in the research world isn't a very long time at all. That's right, Jay. So with the pure science or this blue sky science, it's performed with that immediate marketable applications in mind and only the thought really is with the advancement of human knowledge and it's only a small fraction of these discoveries which ultimately pan out but just because it's only a small fraction that doesn't mean we should stop trying no and being scientists we should never stop trying until you know the whole universe has been discovered but i don't think you know we'll realistically get there yeah uh, we just want to appreciate what made technology come about the tangible benefits can and do come about while exploring our universe around us. And that's the purpose of this podcast series, really, is to bring out the light of these spin-off technologies that weren't the initial aim of the research. As you said, Jake, we want to pass on with our Rayleigh podcast an appreciation of the value of curiosity-driven research. So in a nutshell, Jake, what is Blue Sky's research? So Blue Sky's research is this pure research, this basic research that we've been talking about. It's all about curiosity-driven research research finding out something cool about the universe and you know what sometimes this curiosity driven research can then be applied to do some really cool amazing things in the next episode of the rarely podcast we investigate our first blue sky research endeavor so thank you so much for checking us out i'm jake i'm throne and we will catch you next time thank you all for listening and a shout out to our mate john our intro, interlude, and outro music was produced by Alex Barroza and is titled Spinning. 